0: It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. we are rolling in here on a hot Wednesday afternoon. This is the second day, officially, of summer, and uh, we've got a few things we want to talk about today. We were out for a couple of weeks we're going to bring you a little podcast today on All Star Week, which is going to be Friday and Saturday down in Conway, and I am joined by Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Leland, what's the temperature down there in Fort Smith today? About one hundred
1: thirty-seven. It feels like it, especially out on that. Uh, well, that wasn't really turf at Razorback Stadium today, but it was. It was very hot.
0: I uh, t- just got off the uh, off a text uh, conversation with Rick Fires, and he he said that uh, it was a little it's a little warm out there today. the uh, the seven on seven competition there at the University of Arkansas uh, is being held today. I think the championship games are scheduled uh, Leland for like four thirty. It'll be really nice and toasty at four thirty.
1: He's kind of like an ice cream cone in this, isn't
0: he? He kind of is. Yeah, he, he kind of. is. <laughs>
1: he's probably completely melted
0: yeah rick uh, rick doesn't go anywhere without an air conditioner in his pocket so uh i'm sure he is a little warm out there but it is what it is and uh nobody's asking him to do 10 yard out routes or anything like that so I'm, i'm guessing he'll be fine
1: I bet he's really glad about that too.
0: (laughs) So, Leland, uh, you'll be headed down to Conway on Friday. Now, for those of uh, those of you who are listening to us, maybe um, for the first time or 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 whatever, this will be the first year since 2019 that there have been actual competition games uh, for All Stars uh, for the Arkansas High School Coaches Association All Star Games in Conway. Uh, Of course, 2020 and 2021, both uh, all-star games, uh, both of those years were affected by the pandemic. Uh, But this year it's full on. But there are some changes. And Leland, you want to talk about the changes in the schedule?
1: Well, there's been a lot of changes uh, through the years. You know, they've kind of, you know, uh, it's well, there's just been a lot of changes through the year. Of course, the very first all-star games was in 1956. That was football. And boys' basketball only, 71 girls' basketball was added. uh, And then about, this is about the 20th year now that uh, the other sports have been added as well. Um, And actually, they had gone to this format in 2019 uh, to kind of condense things down. Because uh, used to players reported on Sunday afternoon. Yes. Team pictures. Yes. Uh, Had a big uh, meet and greet and fed them and then they were there all week long and they usually had the all-star game or the basketball game on Thursday and then the football game on Friday, but it was a week-long activity. They had a lot of fun stuff for the players to do, but you know how things are now people are busy and they've condensed it down now down to where they basically show up most of them on Thursday Uh, They run through one practice and then they go through like a little walkthrough on Friday and boys basketball, girls basketball and football is played on Saturday, uh, beginning at one o'clock with the girls basketball doubleheader. And then the football game is at six Friday, baseball and softball started off and then they play um, volleyball and uh, and uh, two soccer games.
0: Right. Right. Now, Leland, I was talking with Braylon Palmer, uh, Fayetteville. Uh, He's going to play in the football game on on uh, Saturday. Um, And of course, you know, kids who play football, they haven't played football, haven't laced up a shoulder pad, haven't done any, you know, any kind of contact work since, uh, you know, the first week of December, basically second week of December. So he said, you know, I'm I'm trying to get myself mentally ready to put, you know, put on a football uniform again and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but so those kids have had a really long layoff, uh, volleyball, probably not as much because of club sports and, and things like that, that they could have been playing since their season ended. Same thing for basketball. Uh, of course, baseball, softball, and soccer, they just ended their season, you know, just a matter of weeks ago. Um, so they're more conditioned to it, but the football guys, uh man, it's 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 going to be it's it's always a you know always a challenge I'm sure for them uh you know to to uh, to go back in and, and put on the full football uniform and helmet and pads and everything uh for the first time in you know six months or so.
1: Well, and and it is, but it's always kind of been that way for them because you know used to the All Star Game was in late July. Yeah. Uh, and then when the NCAA uh started um, when the the scholarship players. Um, the NCAA granted the college's permission to get them on campus the first semester of the summer. So they didn't have to wait until August to report to college camp. Right. And so um, the, the football players still had the long layoff, even the ones that weren't going, or especially the ones that weren't going to college. So it's always kind of been that way for the football guys with the, the championship games. And, you know, there's not that many of them that even wrapped up their season in December.
0: That's right. Most
1: of them were wrapping it up in November. In November. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately these rosters, uh, the football rosters, they're released in January. So they have an idea that they're going to still be playing. And most of the coaches have told me that the kids that have decided that they're going to play in the game, they still stay around the school and lift and and stay kind of prepared for this. You know, they're not obviously in, August, uh, you know, preseason shape, but they're, they're for the most part still, they're, they're ready to go.
0: Now, Leland, I saw on the football roster that Daryl Kadich of Cedarville is, is still listed on the roster. Do you know if he is actually going to play in this game?
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. That's Um, great. Two Greenwood boys are playing. Uh, I've even heard, uh, because I've kept asking, because, you know, one of the best receivers that's going to be in the game is Connor Stacey. Right. And he's gone through a couple of injuries because he was a track guy, kind of like Isaiah Satania. Right. Where, you know, although nobody's really in Isaiah
0: Nobody's in that league, yeah.
1: Category. But, uh, and he only got, I think he participated only two track meets and then kind of pulled, um, you know, a little bit of a hamstring again. So, but I have heard he's going to be playing. So, most of these guys that are on the roster from what I understand, are are still playing.
0: Are going to play. Okay, well that's fantastic. Well, uh, I saw that the uh, so for the West football team, uh, Brad Harris is is the head coach from Benton. Of course, the folks here in, here in Northwest Arkansas will probably remember Brad um, as being the head coach at Lincoln. He was very highly successful football coach at Lincoln. Uh, really built that program up uh, quickly um, into a, into a, a a really solid uh, program. Uh, also, uh, he, who helped him build that program up was his son, Drew Harris, um, who, who was at Lincoln. Um, and he ended up going with his dad, of course, to Benton. Uh, but Drew played quarterback for Lincoln, um, in their best year that they've had in many, many years, uh, a few years back. Um, and, uh, they are both on the coaching staff for the West team. And that's, uh, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's always interesting to see, of course, who's chosen to, uh, to be on the coaching staff, but especially to see, uh, what players are going to get to be with their coaches. Like one last time, like, uh, I know that Eli Gilreath and Connor Brady are both from Van Buren and they're both on the squad. Correct. Wedford's on the staff for Van Buren. So they're going to get to play together one more time. Uh, I know Hackett, uh, a couple of the volleyball players and their head coach. So there's, uh, there's great scenarios like that every single year about uh, coaches that are chosen. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, uh, Renner Reed at Lavaca is going to get a one last chance to play with two of his players that led uh LeVac to their first state championship. So exactly. there's always, there's just an absolute ton of stories around the all-star game. It's one of my favorite events of the season. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's great to talk to players, uh, at the, after the game and to talk about the experience and it's just they they're just absolutely overflowing with emotion after getting to represent um you know their schools one last time because they always say it was great to put that helmet on one last time
0: one last time i was talking with uh Beth dyson um she is a uh uh, actually, was selected uh, in two different sports to play in the All-Star game. She was selected for the girls' basketball squad and also the softball squad. She chose to play softball because that's what she's going to play in college um, at Missouri Southern in Joplin. Um, but anyway, it was interesting talking to her. And and uh, uh, you know, she said, of course, she was honored to be selected to play in two different sports. But she, you know, because she's going mm-hmm. to be playing softball in college, that's what she felt like she, you know, she wanted to play as her final high school game. Um, in the All-Star game. So the kids are excited about it. The ones I've talked to are very excited. Uh, Like I mentioned, I talked to Braylon Palmer of Fayetteville. Um, He is not uh, going to play football at the college level. Uh, He's going to the University of Oklahoma. Um, And I'm not sure what his major is, uh, but that's, that's where he's going is to OU. Um, and he was a good young man to talk to. Certainly does not lack for confidence. Um, and uh, he had a great year for Fayetteville and helping to lead the Bulldogs to the um, 7A state championship game.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's always interesting too. I love to look at the roster when it's released in January and I kind of look at the quarterbacks uh, that are selected. Of course, the running backs to see kind of, you know, who the stars of the season were and how they were picked and, which ones and then the final roster when, when we get to the game and see how many of them have backed out. Cause there's been some years where there have been close to 20 players on the West squad when it's in central Arkansas. And when the games were held in Fayetteville, there were a lot of years that the East was scrambling to, to fill that roster out at the very end as sure, well. So, sure. you know, and of course, you know, things once the school year ends, um you know kids get jobs uh i i remember one year uh one of the outstanding quarterbacks in the uh, in the state from Nettleton uh he was off he was playing minor league baseball cuz he had um been drafted and had already left and then there's some that you know they'll join uh our armed services yep and uh you know go and and they're gone and they're already Base doing attorney, that yeah, and, yep uh, yep so there's lots of instances where uh you know these guys just uh they uh, they go on to to start their adult life.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, that so that starts to uh, th- uh, Friday um, in Conway at the University of uh, Central Arkansas. Uh, as Leland mentioned, baseball and softball will get things started. I believe Leland at four o'clock on Friday. Yes. Yep. Then an, then an hour later, I believe the girls' soccer I believe starts at five o'clock. The yes. volleyball uh, starts at six o'clock. And then the boys' soccer match starts at 7 o'clock, and so those five sports will all play on Friday. Then on Saturday, the girls' basketball. Leland, what time is it? 11? Is that right?
1: Uh, 1 o'clock, one. and one. then boys at 3, football at 6. Football so at it's 6. A, it's a very compact schedule.
0: Um, and so if you are looking for something to do this weekend and you uh, uh, you know, find yourself free, you could take a drive down to Conway, uh and uh, and watch these kids play in their high school in a high school level uh, game um, for the final time uh, for some of them for, no for a lot of them some of them their final game period um, but but uh, it's always fun and uh, I'm glad uh, Leland and I am glad that uh, you know that the kids are actually able now this year to bring it back and to, to uh, uh, you know get to play these games uh, that uh, that we've moved past, uh, the, you know, the COVID thing and, and uh, are moving past it or have gotten better with it or dealing with it or whatever you want to call it, uh, where they can actually, you know, participate?
1: D or, or some of the above. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 2020 game was actually, you know, it was canceled because the COVID had just begun. Yes. And everything was, you know, on lockdown. Right. Last year, it was still an issue with UCA because these kids, they housed them, uh, for a night or two, depending on their sport and how, when they want to come down in the dormitories at UCA. And the AAA has to basically rent those rooms from UCA. Yes. And they didn't want to put, because the COVID was still, uh, I guess, ongoing, they didn't want to put two kids in a room. And the AAA just, you know, they can't afford to you know, put one kid in a room. Yeah, yeah. So it was a more of a logistical problem last year. But uh, you're right, it's back. And, uh, you know, I'm, like you said, all the players are looking forward to it and the coaches as well.
0: Now, Leland, we'll, we'll skip over now to talk about a little football. You were up uh, in Northwest Arkansas today um, at the University of Arkansas watching the 7-on-7 competition at, uh, uh, over at the, the university. Uh, kind of tell me a little bit about what was going on over there that you were able to see.
1: Well, they also were having one of the big uh, linemen camp. And so on in the indoor facility down uh, attached to the practice facility, they also were having uh, a lot of offensive and defensive linemen work going on. And it looked like it was a lot more work. Than the seven on seven, you know, the seven on seven, you know, that's kind of the skill guy we call. That's them the pretty skill boys. Guys. That's the pretty
0: boys, you know, Leland. That's that's yeah, skill guys are the pretty boys.
1: Yeah, and they're fast and sleek, and yeah. you know, they their tummies showing with their eight, pa- well, six pack, eight pack. Some of them have ten packs. Yeah, yeah. And kind of, you know, they're the kind of the sleek sports car guys that get out there and run around. And it looks like they're always having fun. Yeah. Well, the big guys were inside, which there was no air movement. They did have the music going. That was about it. And they were inside, and, boy, there were some shirts in there that uh, they, they give all the campers a gray camp shirt uh, <laughs> sponsored by Wrights Barbecue. And it's there kind of a, uh, an ash gray. Yeah. It, or it starts out being kind of an ash gray. Yeah. An athletic gray. Well, there was a lot of them that by, they, had, they had charcoal gray
0: shirts. Yes. Here's what I'm saying: If Wright's Barbecue sponsors the lineman thing, then they need to throw in a few slabs of ribs and and some some brisket and burnt ends and things like that, and and have a real lineman challenge.
1: Well, and they were setting up to feed oh. the kids uh, about. They started setting up about ten forty five. So I, I think the I think the lineman will. Linemen will find that it was worth
0: it. There you go. Did you you weren't able to sneak in there and find you a spot in line?
1: Well, you know <laughs> those linemen. Those, some of those guys you look could get hurt.
0: Big. You could get hurt. I, yeah. I was
1: not going to cut in line.
0: No, I wouldn't stand between a big lineman and the and the uh, and the buffet. That that's a good not, way to get hurt. That's not, that's that's, that's not like getting out of your, been going through. Yeah, that's at, That's like getting out of your car at Yellowstone Park when the buffalos walk up. You you just don't do that. You nope. stay out of their way.
1: <laughs> not, not a good idea.
0: <laughs> well, so who was looking like any good uh, up there today? And you see any any um, any big surprises or any, anything that really stood out to you today?
1: Well, I tell you, you know, um, Malachi Henry's really good. He really, he really is. <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he um, he made a touchdown catch, catch that was phenomenal. Uh, of course, Rogers was there. Probably about half the teams were from out of state. East okay. St. Louis was there. Um, Baptist prep was there, little rock Catholics there. And of course, you know, they're dropping down and I say, it. I I talked to coach Fogelman about this. We say they're dropping down to six. A.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about who Uh, they're dropping, what, where they're dropping into.
1: Well, yeah. And you know, six (laughs) A is is still very good. And, and, you know, I, I had an interesting conversation with him that, you know, when he looks at, uh, Benton and El Dorado and West Memphis and some of those teams, he said, you know, they don't look – they have guys that look like Bryant and Conway and Cabot. Yep, right. They, they just don't have as many of them. Right. So, yes, they are going to 6A, uh, but it's uh, – you know – there's not anybody that's handing them a state championship yet, or even a conference championship yet.
0: <laughs> well, you take a look also, uh, Leland. They're dropping. They're dropping from 7A to 6A, but look who's going from 5A up to 6A, and that just that that causes you to uh, uh you know to to, to certainly uh, hold your breath for a second. And we're talking about Pulaski Academy and Little Rock Christian both
1: well especially when you look at both of those teams um because you know walker white's going to be the quarterback at little rock christian he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the state correct and then kel busby's coming in he's gonna he's kind of the hair apparent uh as the quarterback at Pulaski academy uh to replace charlie pfizer um you know so and and he certainly looks like he's going to keep the legacy going of outstanding quarterbacks in the state so not just those guys; those two teams moving up, but they're going to have two outstanding quarterbacks, uh, you know, as well. Two of the best in the state, probably.
0: Wow, well, that's uh. And then you take a look over at Greenwood, um, and you know what they're going to have? They got Hunter Houston coming back. Oh, and by the way, they have a freshman phenom over there, uh, Kane Archer, who uh, who is uh, who's also pushing for playing time.
1: Yeah, they're um, you know I. I, I don't think that's really a competition at this point. I mean, Hunter Houston threw for over 3,000 yards last year and led Greenwood to the state championship game. And had he not left the game with a concussion in the second quarter, you know, who knows, because that was still a ball game at that yeah. point. Yeah. So, you know, he's um, he is the starter at this point, um, you know, because he's, you know, he deserves that.
0: Yeah. He's earned it. He's put up the numbers.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so, but but yeah, they're uh, they uh, they will have probably the best backup in the state.
0: Yeah. So that's what's going on on football now, Leland. If I'm if I'm right on this, I believe I am. After the All Star games on Saturday, uh, high school teams will then go into a two week dead period
1: until July the 10th, and okay. I think everything will start up again on July the 11th. Uh, which that week, I know Malvern has a seven on seven. I think there's five seven on seven tournaments that week including the big Southwest elite at Shiloh Christian, which is also one of our, uh, you know, favorite events to cover. And and like you've mentioned before, that kind of signifies the beginning of, for us as far as football season and making a lot of plans. I know you've already made a lot of plans and things, but that, that kind of, I think to us, kind of signifies that football season's, not very far off. Correct. Correct. Um,
0: so that's, what's going on with football, uh, again, all-star week this weekend in Conway at UCA, uh, then, and then, uh, you know, seven on seven, uh, today, um, at the U of A, I think Alma was having a team camp today, um, football team camp today. I believe that's correct. Yes. Um, and so we had that going on and, uh, and then, then they'll be off for a couple of weeks and then they come back and, uh, the gates are, are starting to open, and uh, we will be ready for the 2022 football season. It is not that far away. Um, and we've talked about this too, Leland. We've, you know, we talked mentioned about the 6A, uh, you know, the changes there with, uh, with PA going up, with Little Rock Christian going up, with Catholic coming down. But I still have mentioned this before, and I'm still hanging and saying this, I cannot wait for the 5A West football season to start. Uh, I'm just excited about that because it's bringing to back together a lot of those old uh longtime conference rivals p Ridge Shiloh Christian Prairie Grove their H- and Harrison all you know going to be in there those are you know our conference rivals were former conference rivals then you add in Alma and and these other Dardanelle and, and and that and the, and it's going to be you know I, I love it Clarksville I love it I cannot wait for football to start for the 5A West. Uh, it's going to be interesting.
1: For us here in this area, I don't think anybody outside of the area uh, can understand the excitement we have about that um, because it is going to be um, almost all local teams. I yes. guess Dardanelle is the furthest away.
0: Yeah, they are. Clarksville and Dardanelle, be, yep. be 1 in 1A for sure.
1: Right. So, um, you know, it's it's a nice – Area conference, because the 5A West for for so many years has kind of been known as the half bus will travel conference. Yes. And if you go back and look, there's been about, a would say, five or six core teams in that conference. But then um, you start looking, Oak Grove was in it for a couple of years. Robinson was in it for a couple of years. Uh, Searcy was in it for a little while. I mean, Searcy was in the 5A West for a while. Yeah. And there, there's nothing west about Searcy.
0: Right. It's almost like Northside so, being in the in the uh, in the six A. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. like Northside being in the, the yeah. central. So yeah. for
1: us here, uh, the way the configuration is now for the five A West is just absolutely fantastic.
0: It is. It totally is. Uh, so before we sign off today, then got a couple other little news items to talk about. One um, is uh, congratulations are out there. Uh, Greenwood has hired a new softball coach. Um, bring it, bring uh, Donald, Donald Hart, Don Hart, Don Hart, Donnie, however he, whatever he goes by Donald, I think, um, from Paris, uh, to Greenwood. Um, so that's a good hire for Greenwood to replace a guy who was a fantastic coach at Greenwood, Ronnie Saki.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, a local guy, great to see. And, uh, you know, it's just, well, a local guy. We just love to see that.
0: Right, right. Uh, We also want to mention, too, uh, a couple other new coaching changes. Uh, Paul Boyd had a little story last week on Jamelin Kinney. She was a former standout at uh, at Van Buren. Um, She went to Belmont and uh, was a a really good player there for Belmont. Uh, Led them to uh, uh, a couple of games in the NCAA tournament this past year. Um, She is the new girls' basketball coach at the new school in Fayetteville
1: fantastic opportunity for her fantastic hire for the new school because they hired her before she graduated i think it was uh, five days before she even actually walked and graduated they they jumped on that opportunity very quick and it's uh that's just a great uh i think it's a great fit and it's a great opportunity for her and she is If she's anywhere close to being as good a coach as she was a player, uh, she's going to have a a very successful career, and I I, I think she will.
0: Fantastic for them, for New School to get her. also want to mention, I I saw this uh, recently, that Springdale High School um, is going to be uh, building a basketball arena um, there, and they're one of the – Technically, te- Bentonville technically calls their basketball gymnasium Tiger Arena, but it's really not an arena-style basketball facility. It's, uh, um, it's a kind of a hybrid. Um, but Springdale still had the old school pull-out-the-bleachers, pull you know, that kind yes. of thing. Yep. And uh, they, were, they, uh, they are going to build an arena uh, there for the students of Springdale um, it'll be located uh, like in behind the football stadium and kind of wedged in there, uh, tearing down a couple of buildings, older buildings there at the high school and putting the arena in there. So that is great uh, for the kids at Springdale High School to uh, to be able to get a basketball facility that matches everybody else in the six a West and probably Six A Central as well, but definitely the six A West. Um, uh, so good news for them. Also saw Leland on Facebook. Uh, My good friend River Gosviner, the head uh, boys basketball coach at Huntsville, had posted some pictures uh, yesterday of the progress that's being made at the arena um, at Huntsville. Uh, And uh, they are building uh, a new basketball arena there. Um, Of course, Huntsville has long, long, long been known as a basketball, very basketball-centric community, Um, and so that's good news for the kids of Huntsville. But I'm going to, Leland, I I don't know if you've ever been to a game before at Charles Berry Gym, but I'm going to miss that gym and the the closeness and the tightness of that gym uh, that definitely gave the Eagles uh, and Lady Eagles a home court advantage. Uh, I'm going to miss that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't think that, the Arkansas Razorbacks uh, have recaptured the feel of Barnhill Arena, so right. I mean that's that's big in basketball. Huge, and, yeah. And you're right. That just, I don't think you recapture that. Now nah, it's great for the fans. It's it's great that they're getting that, but man, that uh, that closeness is just. Uh, it's hard to to get back.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Leland, I've also uh, kind of thought the same thing at Van Buren. Um, at the old Claire Bates Arena when the students basically, you know, were on the court. <laughs> well, no, let's just say they were on the court. They got on the court a lot. Uh, yeah, that huge
1: was very close. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: and I think, they lo- I think they lost all that when they opened up the new arena there at Van Buren. But uh, I still, uh, to me, Van Buren's student section is still the measuring stick of all student sections in this state to me. Uh, they were the best uh but uh but i think you lose some of that when you build an arena but uh but it is good for the kids to uh, to have that kind of facility to play in uh i played with the peach baskets uh, still hanging up so any anything uh past that would uh, would be an upgrade for me
1: you had to climb on a ladder to get a
0: made shot out didn't you well i didn't i would have been too short to get the basketball out of the peach <laughs> basket actually <but laughs> Not that I would have ever gotten to shoot the ball into it to begin with. But but uh, but anyway, um, so that's what's going on in the world of sports here in this uh, on this week of June the 22nd, the second day of summer. And uh, we want to just bring a podcast to you today uh, to talk about All-Star Week and a few other news items that we had. And uh, like the high school kids, uh, we're going to take another little hiatus uh, after this week. We're going to go into our dead period, and then we'll come back guns blazing. That sounds great. I can't wait. That's so uh, for Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. I'm Chip Sousa. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Prep Rally the Podcast, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.